This is Rob Russell with Black Laces, and today we're looking at the NFL and asking ourselves the question, does the NFL need an affirmative action program or quota system to ensure that the NFL owners give black head coaches a chance? And that's a big question today because the Rooney rule has not worked, and 70% of the players are black, but yet only 3 or 4% of the head coaches are black. And the issue with affirmative action is, is it hiring the best or is it just promoting people of color? But the National Football League has failed to recognize that Tony Dungy, Mike Tomlin, Jimmy Caldwell, Lovey Smith, Dennis Green have done phenomenally in the NFL, winning, winning, and winning. And so you'd say to yourself, imagine if Tony Dungy had not gone to the Super Bowl and had such an incredible winning percentage with the Indianapolis Colts or Mike Tomlin uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers had just some so-so years. He's never had a losing season. So then you look at a Lovey Smith and Tony Dungy. They both went to the Super Bowl together in 2006, 2007, and they had a 27-5 and record. So these are statistics that imagine if they weren't so great. White people would be saying, well, the black man, they can't coach in the National Football League. There's something wrong. But my point is when you've only had 16 full-time black head coaches. And what do I mean by full-time? Steve Wilkes was hired uh, last week by the Carolina Panthers as an interim-only coach. There have been uh, six or seven uh, black head coaches out of the 23 that have just had the interim label, and that's a Terry Rabisky, a Studsville, an Emmett Thomas, Amel Tucker, now Steve Wilkes of the Carolina Panthers. And the problem is that people in the media, people that study sports, comment on sports, people armchair quarterbacks, they never give this super stat. Out of the 536 all-time head coaches, only 16 have been black. And four of those have gone to the Super Bowl. That's an incredible statistic, and that's what sports is observable, and that's why sports is such a great equalizer in many, many fronts. However, with the black, the lack of blackhead coaches, you would say that there's a problem, and I would say that the NFL needs affirmative action program or a quota system. Because a merit-based system is not working. And I'll give you an example. A factory needs to hire 15% uh, black workers. And the white folks that work in the factory are saying, well, that, that Johnny or Susie, uh, they're, they're only here because they're black. And it really creates a workplace issue. However... With the National Football League, if it's based on merit, there'd be at least 10 out of the 32 black coaches 
uh, in the league would be black because doesn't winning matter? Is winning percentage, uh, Super Bowl appearances, doesn't it count? Uh, we've looked at in the NFL in the past that a Sean McVay, the Rams, this young upstart coach, uh, anybody who's in the L.A. organization has gotten a promotion, whether it be one of his scouts to a general manager, one of his offensive coordinators to a head coach. But the NFL, the 32 owners, do not want to recognize winning or copycat winning when it is a black head coach. And so you look at that and you say, gee, the white man, the members of the media, uh, the television announcers, they never bring up the statistic. Do you ever see it? That four out of the 16 black head coaches all time have gone to the Super Bowl? Or how many times have you heard that John Madden uh, never had a losing season? You heard it a lot. He's got an incredible Madden game and all this. You've heard all his statistics. But what about Mike Tomlin? The other day on a local radio show in Boston... They were looking at games to pick, and one of the uh, announcers said, I just don't think Mike Tomlin's a good coach. Didn't back it up with anything. I just don't think he's a good coach. Why? Why? You mean you've been coaching, he's never had a losing season, and there's only a handful of coaches in the NFL, and they're all in the Hall of Fame. A John Madden, uh, George Allen, they never or George Seifert, they never had losing seasons. They are considered royalty, but Mike Tomlin isn't. And so when the NFL uh, looks at hiring coaches, you would have to say it is an unbelievable uh, lack of recognition for winning. Uh, Brian Flores did not get an interview with the New York Giants. The New York Giants in the last 10 years are 33-64. and 64. And their refusal to hire a black assistant coach that's won a Super Bowl, that's Eric Bieniemy or Byron Lefwich, two former players in the NFL, they would make, if they were white, I guarantee you, they would have been hired. They, their resume, former players, winning offensive coordinators in the Super Bowl. Then you look at the uh, proven coaches, absolutely proven uh, not offensive coordinators. You look at Jimmy Caldwell and Brian Flores, the Giants, the New York Giants, one of the best historical franchises in the NFL. They went and hired Ben McAdoo, Pat Shermer, Joe Judge, Steve Spagnoli, and Brian Dable over Jimmy Caldwell, Brian Flores, Eric Bieniemy. And each and every time they got the right candidate, we heard it. I got thousands of emails when Joe Judge started off uh, in a nice way three years ago, how wrong I was and this and that. And I said, nope, nope, Joe Judge is going to prove that he cannot coach in the NFL. And he has done that. Now, Brian Dable is a winning offensive coordinator. He deserves a head coaching job. But it's the culmination of these last 10 years that you have to throw Brian Dable in the mix. Brian Dable is 5-1 and one right now. Winning matters, so give him credit. But the credit of winning does not apply to the black head coach, and that's the problem. So when people talk about the Rooney Rule, reverse discrimination, a quota system, what's going on in the NFL is the complete opposite. And imagine if Tony Dungy, 
or Mike Tomlin were just middle-of-the-road coaches, just middle-of-the-road, there'd be no opportunity for a Raheem Morris to come back into coaching. There would be no opportunity for Brian Flores to get a job. But they've done so outstandingly well, and that should be copycatted. This is the National Football League has been considered the copycat league for over 35 years. The National Football League didn't cop the owners didn't copycat Art Shell when he was 47 and 33 with the Raiders. Hall of Fame player Al Davis hired him. Al Davis fired him, which is his right, but he was not picked up by any other team. That really does not happen when you win at such a prolific rate that Art Shell did. He was 47 and 33. Now let's look at Jimmy Caldwell. He took a team to the Super Bowl, the Indianapolis Colts, and then he won 36 games in Detroit. He was fired, and Detroit has hired Dan Campbell and Matt Patricia, and they can't even win three games. So Sports Illustrated last year said that they owe Jimmy Caldwell an apology. So when I'm talking about an affirmative action program, many, many times the affirmative action program is in a factory where there's a thousand people lined up and you don't know who is the very best candidate. You don't know. You have no idea. But you realize that uh, you should have uh, some representation. So you bring someone into the workforce and of course the 35-year-old Trump supporter is saying, you know, that their, their cousin couldn't get a job because of so-and-so. But let's look at the NFL. The NFL, black coaches have done well, unbelievably well. And so you might just put that connection and say the locker room is 70% black. So there is a connection between a black coach and a black player that translates onto the field, winning winning. I want a merit-based system. But when the 32 owners do not reward winning, only in this capacity do they not reward winning, I think we need an affirmative action program. And at the very least, you've heard me say this before, we need a coach's combine at the entry level. Or you're going to get a bloated Andy Reid son. He has no right coaching in the NFL. Imagine that, Andy Reid's son, on the initial interview, I doubt he was a scholar in college, I doubt he played college football, but he's going to get a job over a Jerry Rice, a Bruce Smith, a James Lofton, a Calvin Johnson, uh, a Bolden, he's going to get the job. Now you think about it, the first interview, they come in. And what's your experience? Well, um, I didn't do well. I dropped out of my second year of college. I didn't play sports. And I'm 300 pounds. But you're going to take take it over a Jerry Rice that has shown 20 years of commitment to the sport. Observable skills on Sundays. We've seen him, how he's tippy-toed down the sideline. Faked out uh, defensive safeties. Or an Emmett or a Thurman Thomas who's delayed his... Uh, hitting the hole because he sees the field. We're going to go with someone who's shown commitment, shown determination, and then they have a track record about football. But we're going to go with the Steve Belichick. That's right, lacrosse. He's the defensive coordinator of the Patriots. We're going to go with the Kyle Shanahan. We're going to go with the Pat Shermer. We're going to go with the Joe Judge. 
We're going to go with the Wade Phillips or Rex Ryan, you name it. The National Family League, that's what it is. We see competition for the players to get in the league, how competitive it is, and same with the owners. Mark Cuban, as I've said before, could not own of the Dallas Mavericks and the NBA. All the money in the world could not own an NFL franchise. The reason why is that you need, I believe, 70% or two-thirds approval. They would never take a Mark Cuban. My point is the coaches need to have a coach's combine, or it's got to be based on merit. White people want merit, but they don't want it in the NFL for black head coaches. They don't want to point out Tony Dungy. They don't. They don't want to point out Mike Tomlin. They don't want to point out Jimmy Caldwell. There have been 536 coaches in the NFL history. Only 16 have been black, and four have gone to the Super Bowl. That must be duplicated, or the system is broken. And I'm going to say that we need an affirmative action program or a coach's combine at the entry level, or you're going to continue on with not having the best coaches. And I think winning matters. I really believe that white people want to see the very best. You don't want to see that factory worker come into the job on a quota system. You don't want to see it. Oh, there's a quota system. Oh, they had to hire a black person. We've heard this for 100 years. Well, in the NFL, nobody can compare to Tony Dungy. Nobody can compare to a Mike Tomlin. That success. It's unbelievable. It's up in the top 10 winning, winning records in the NFL. And then you would look at a Jimmy Caldwell and the Giants are going to hire Joe Judge. Tell me where, on what resume, on what proof, observable proof that Joe Judge was better than Jimmy Caldwell. He was not. He was a, a special teams coach. And Bill Belichick gave him the blessing and then the Giants went with it. It's the same old, tired formula. White man saying another white man can coach when, in fact, there's no evidence. We never saw him as an offensive coordinator. We never saw Joe Judge as a defensive coordinator. But he's going to the New York Giants. You think about it. They're a marquee franchise. They're not the uh, Edmonton Eskimos or the Calgary Argonauts of the Canadian Football League, or the Houston Gamblers of the USFL. No, this is the New York Giants, and they're going to pull out a, a special teams coach. Joe Judge, he has no media skills, cannot put a sentence together, and they're going to hire him over a Jimmy Caldwell, who's a winner, a Super Bowl winning coach, a Super Bowl, got his team to the Super Bowl, and just like Tom Coughlin with the New York Giants, the Giants had the blueprint. Tom Coughlin won two Super Bowls with the Giants. He came from the Jaguars, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. And we all know that the second time around, you're a better coach. We know it. Pete Carroll, Andy Reid, uh, Bill Belichick. But they didn't want that formula to repeat it for a black guy. I can guarantee you if James Caldwell were white, he would have had the Giants job. Now you look at a Brian Flores. He did an outstanding job in Miami. He beat Bill Belichick several times. On that alone, you would have been given, uh, granted the Giants job. Why do I say that? Because the New York Jets are in the same market as the New York Giants. And Adam Gaze got fired from the Miami Dolphins. 
And the New York Jets said, wait a minute. You know, that's a pretty tough job down there. You're going against Belichick. The organization from the top down is a wreck. However, but you've got media skills. You're going to be a better uh, coach second time around. The Jets give Adam Gaze a job. He was unemployed for one week. Brian Flores did a better job in Miami, beat Bill Belichick several times, took a team that was 0-7, 0-8, turned it around last year, and that's very tough to do. They smeared him in the in the media saying the players didn't like him. Well, we know that's not true. When you're 0-7 and you end up 500, the players must like you or you would have been 1-16, 0-17. And so Brian Flores can't even get an interview with the New York Giants. So the uh, And then you look at an Eric Bieniemy or By- Byron Leftwich, and they're going to go with the Joe Judge, a Pat Shermer. They were 33-64. and 64. That recipe of the white man anointing another white man does not work. It was 33-64. and 64. You had Jimmy Caldwell, Eric Bieniemy, Brian Flores, to name a few. What about Marv Lewis? Marv Lewis, I can say, if he were white, they would have taken it. Marv Lewis coached the Cincinnati Bengals for 16, 17 years, went to the playoffs eight or nine times. And the media keeps saying, well, he never won a playoff game. Well, 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 he got them to the playoffs. And Joe Judge did not. Matt Patricia did not. Steve Spagnoli did not. So does winning matter? What do you want to see on the field on Sunday? The very best or a family ties business? So I'm going to raise that question. Does the NFL need an affirmative action program? It's sad to say. Because the observable traits of the players doesn't translate to head coaching positions. And winning in the actual position does not matter. It does not matter. Winning does not matter. Merit-based system has has not mattered. So at that point, you got to say, let's have an affirmative action program. Let's have a quota system. Because the NFL is not based on merit. If it was based on merit, there'd be 10 or 12 NFL head coaches right now that are black. Just off the winning percentages of Tomlin, Dennis Green, Jimmy Caldwell, Tony Dungy, and the very real statistic, 16 black head coaches and four have gone to the Super Bowl. That's 25%. Dumb luck, dumb luck would have at least eight or nine uh, head coaches in the NFL were black. Just dumb luck, but that's not the case. It's the Bill Belichick giving someone uh, the endorsement, and again, the Myra family listening to it. It's always the white man saying some white man could do the job, and that's and that that translates all the way from the entry level jobs. How did Andy Reid or Steve Belichick's son even get into the NFL? One was a lacrosse coach. One had problems off the field. It doesn't matter. But you're going to take them at the entry level over a former player that's in shape, worked out four years of college, six years in the pros, determination. You could see what they could do on the field. You could see what type of teammate they were, how they behaved in the locker room, but it doesn't matter. The only coach who really valued ex-players was the great Bill Parcells. And there's a reason why he's the greatest coach in New England Patriots history, and he might even be the greatest coach in New York Giants history. 
And why do I say that? Because he turned the Patriots, perennial losers, into winners. And culture change is the toughest thing to do as a coach. This is Rob Russell. I'm asking you, from Black Laces, I'm asking you to think outside your comfort zone and ask yourself the question, if Tony Dungy and Mike Tomlin were not so successful, where would we be now in terms of black coaches?